Yo, yo, what is good, my people? It's your boy, Editing Drizlax. Just wanted to make a couple of things clear before we start this podcast. First of all, I wanted to watch this, not listen to it, but it wasn't available on YouTube. They only had, you know, bits like Freddie Gibbs talks about cocaine, Freddie Gibbs talks about pussy. So like little six minute sections, whatever, but the whole thing wasn't on there yet. So I had to listen to it. I don't think I made that clear in the podcast. The other thing was, I was a real big fan of the way that Joe Rogan's been warming the guys up in the first hour, but now it's led into two hours where he hasn't really been talking to them about them. Like, he's not talking to Brian Moses about his comedy, he's not talking to Freddie Gibbs about his rap, so hopefully this kind of happens in the second part. So just wanted to clarify those things, let's get started, editing Drizlax over and out. Yo, why did the sperm cross the road? Because I put the wrong sock on this morning. (laughs) Do it. You can do it. Good, my people. It's your motherfucking boy, Big D. D to the Sizzlecky. Uh, we're going to start off today's show by talking about another podcast, Joe Rogan. It is episode 1611 with Freddie Gibbs and Brian Moses. Freddie Gibbs, you guys probably know, who's a, a established rapper in the hip-hop community, and he's done things like Pinata and his most recent shit, Alfredo, which I've been bumping a lot. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to start this potty and talk about this dude. I'm going to do this in parts over the course of the day today because it is a four-hour podcast. So I'm probably going to try and do it in two parts. I'm just about to jet out to breakfast and I thought I'd try and get some of this down, some of my thoughts down because there's just so much to cover. First of all, I got up this morning And I knew that I wanted to do a podcast today, so I thought the best way to do it was to just go to YouTube and find a story, something that's happening. And then when I saw the Freddie Gibbs joint, I was over the moon because I have been bumping Alfredo these last uh, week or two, whatever. And I just think it's a phenomenal album. I haven't really been the biggest Freddie Gibbs fan. I do own Piñata. I think the first Piñata, like it's got the zebra stripes on there. There's a couple of tracks on there that I really did like, but the thing about Freddie Gibbs is that when you listen to him, you have to be there, like it can't be background music. You have to be listening to every single word, like you can't just have it playing at work while you're doing that other shit, otherwise it just sounds like noise and he's like got this repetitive type of, kind of like a repetitive flow, so that's all you're going to be hearing and it's like a jackhammer, so if you're not in tune to his lyrics, you're not going to be feeling Freddie. And I just discovered this in the last couple of weeks because when I first heard about Alfredo and it was doing extremely well and all that, I was like, 
Alfredo's doing good. Freddie Gibbs, like, dudes really like this guy. What's going on with this shit? So I end up bumping it in the car where I get the most clarity when I listen to albums and I didn't like it. I'm like, man, what the fuck? There was a couple of tracks where I was like, damn. And that's how he usually starts. It always starts with one or two tracks. And you're like, I'm not feeling this. I don't like this shit, but I feel these like couple of tracks. And then it spills over, usually. That's how it works for me. I'm just describing how it works for me. It might not work like this for you. Even with the Marsberg album, I didn't like that at the beginning, but there was a couple of tracks which I liked. And then you listen to those tracks and you're kind of distracted and you're doing some other shit and all of a sudden it spills over. The album keeps playing through and then something else grows on you and then... Before you know it, those two tracks turn into four tracks and then you go on back to listen to the four tracks and it spills over into more tracks and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really hope that that makes sense for you guys. But yeah, that kind of happened with this album. With a lot of albums that you might not like that a lot of people are saying is really good, you just have to keep revisiting it because it's got layers. These albums have layers. This has been an old school thing of mine that I've been saying for a long fucking time. It's not going to reveal itself to you on the first listen. It's not like top 40 music where you hear a track and you're like, man, I really like that track. And then three months later, you're like, oh, that fucking track's played out. Shit's whack. So it started revealing itself. Alfredo started revealing itself. And then I was like, yo, man, i got to get this shit. And I went on the Union Heights website. It was sold out. I've been in Union Heights a couple of times in the last week or two. And I was like, yo, man, you guys got this shit. And they were like, nah, it's sold out. You're going to be getting any in? We don't know. I hope they do. But, you know, I don't really see that album sitting around anywhere for too long. I think I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and cop it online. Um, Alfredo, amazing album. It really is short, sweet, straight to the point. This thing is... But Freddie Gibbs was a guy, he's a guy that's kind of well known for being an old school gangster, this, that, whatever. But I think this is going to really put him over the top. He's nominated for a Grammy and um, I really fucking hope he wins it. This could be life changing for him, man. We need a superhero and I wouldn't mind if it was Freddie Gibbs. And I wouldn't mind if The Alchemist, all these years later ended up winning a Grammy for the production on this shit. So let's, fingers crossed, man, for the boys. I really, really hope that this comes through for them. I tried to watch this, the podcast, because there is a difference between watching a podcast and listening to a podcast, and it's about mannerisms. When you have three people in a studio, Joe Rogan and Freddie Gibbs and Brian Moses, you... Look at who's talking, what they're talking about. It's more about how they're interacting with each other, the stories. There's a lot more to kind of cover. I think this comes kind of back from my university days when I did subjects like consumer behavior, where everything can be broken down. The psychology of movements and speech and all that kind of shit can be broken down. Am I an expert in this field myself? Fuck no, man. I'm awkward as hell. I started this shit six months ago doing podcasts and I honestly have no idea what I'm doing still to this day. Like <laughs> just being honest with you guys, like people hit me up online, they're like, great job. And I'm like, man, I honestly don't know what I'm doing. I kind of feel like I'm a little bit, you know, in too deep sometimes. So 
I think it'll come over time and the way that you speak on the mic will come over time and the way that you hold yourself on the mic. I kind of feel like if you have something to say and you're not overthinking it too much, you're not umming and ahhing and you're not uh, like I am right now. This is exactly what I'm talking about. When you don't know what you want to say, when you need to kind of break it down but you're not finding the words and and you're struggling like... As long as the topic is something that you feel passionate about and it's something that you really want to talk about and cover, I think you're going to be fine. So what I'm picking up from the podcast so far, let me see how uh, deep I am into this. Okay, so I've listened to 53 minutes, so I've I've listened to one-fourth pretty much of the podcast. They haven't spoken about Freddie Gibbs and they haven't spoken about Brian Moses' careers at all. Freddie Gibbs has interrupted a couple of times when they're talking about other things and he's like, yeah, I've got a gold watch. Um, he's like, yo, I got locked up in Austria. I think he's he's trying to kind of sway the conversation into them talking about him, but Joe Rogan just isn't having any of that shit. That's one of the things that I really like about Joe Rogan's style. I was even thinking about this, you know, six months ago when I was starting, when I was watching him interview other people. I thought, if I'm going to get any pointers for my podcast, I might as well just watch Joe Rogan and try and see what he's doing, why he's so popular. The thing that he does is that he doesn't interview people. He kind of does, but he starts off by just having conversations. He makes everybody really relaxed in the room. And they talk about, like at the moment, they've been talking about fighting. They've been talking about Mike Tyson. They've been talking about what it takes to be a champion. And all these things are extremely intriguing to me because I think to myself, when you surround yourself in life by winners, and this this is what I'm talking about, by winners, like these three guys, when you're in a circle, when you're in circles like this, I don't think there is much that you can't win at in life. When you're surrounded by people who can't hold a conversation about anything, about what's going on in the world, about whatever like what they did on the weekend like some people can't even tell you what they did on the weekend some people I had a guy um, that I knew he broke up with his missus and we were pretty close like we worked together we spoke about a lot of things but he didn't even tell me that he broke up with his missus till like three or four months later he like let it slip and I'm like holy fuck when did you break up with your missus there are certain things in life that I think conversations, I get that some people want to be a bit more private, but I feel like if you can't have a conversation about politics or something that's going on in today's age, which are important things, then how the fuck are you supposed to progress in your own life when you're surrounded by people that aren't really on that level? So I'm all about people surrounding themselves with other people that who are winners, people that really want to get ahead in life. And it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. It's just about surrounding yourself with fucking thoroughbreds, man, where you can have these conversations. And these three dudes, holy shit, man, this shit's amazing. It really is. This conversation's amazing. And Joe Rogan really is a master at his craft. He's just like, yo, lads, you're not here for the interview in the first hour anyway, this first hour that I've kind of covered, you're not here for the interview. You're here just to kick back, have a drink, maybe have a smoke and have a conversation. 
So yeah, I'm really digging the way this has been set up so far. This is uh, the first hour of four hours. It's one fourth of the conversation there. I really am interested to see where we go from here. So I'm going to pop my AirPods in. I've got to go to the shops. I've got to go get some breakfast and I'm going to listen to the next hour. And then I'm going to come back and continue. I think I'm just going to do it in two parts because four hours of listening to a podcast today might be a little bit too much. And we'll do a part two maybe next week. I'll be back after breakfast, man. Hopefully I'm still buzzing like I am right now off this coffee. I might drink another couple coffees and uh, we'll continue. Yo, yo, uh, the big drizzy is back. He's back in full effect. So just went down to the spot down in Turak Village. This cafe is absolutely unbelievable. Been going there for about 15 years or so. Um, it's called the Dinosaur and his fiance. it's Argentinian based, like I think the owner's Argentinian and the food's very South American-ish inspired. There's tomatoes dipped in olive oil and onion and you get that in a side dish and you get a Cuba feta and you get this avocado mix and a poached egg and it's absolutely amazing. So if you're ever down there in Turak Village, Dinosaur and his fiance. So I just listened to the second hour of this podcast and one of the boys online, Hugh Gilmore, he was just like, I was so hyped for this, but then I listened to it, made me cringe a few times. And it's definitely made me cringe a few times as well. They're talking about a lot of smoking meth and homosexuality and like really getting, they're just getting really graphic about the whole shit. Like it's just too much information and I'm not really trying to hear that shit. I don't know if I'm just too uh, soft and this is kind of like the conversations that are being had. Like you always joke around with your homies and shit on that gay shit. But at the same time, man, there is a line that you don't cross. Comedians like Andrew Schultz, who I kind of dig as well, but like lately they've just been kind of crossing these lines a little bit too much and I just don't really want to hear about it. Maybe it was just the wrong time for me to be eating my breakfast and shit because one thing about me is just that I have a really weak stomach. I can't really see like blood and guts and all that shit. Yeah, so Hugh basically, you know, I was just like, yo man, I'm a little bit surprised as well. Uh, the direction that they're taking this podcast and he replied with was more hoping for an interview of Freddie Gibbs rather than Barstool commentary which is yeah man I really agree with that because you have a comedian there as well in Brian Moses and there just isn't really a lot of comedy going maybe they're I don't know they're kind of cracking jokes here and there I don't know why this is the direction that they're going in they're talking a lot about basically the fighting talk kind of went into actors and Brad Pitt and Matthew McConaughey and trying to get pussy because they're good looking dudes. I was like, all right, well, here we go. It's going into this talk about women and pussy and this, that, whatever. You got Freddie Gibbs there. He's like, yeah, when I was in Russia and shit, the Russian mafia was trying to get me to fuck all these chicks. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll fuck all these chicks. But then Joe Rogan just keeps... He just keeps swaying this shit in a different direction. He doesn't want to talk about Freddie Gibbs and uh, Brian Moses as well. Fuck, Freddie Gibbs seems like such an interesting dude. I would just really, like Hugh said, I just really want to hear an interview with Freddie Gibbs. So it should have just been kind of like a interview with these two guys, a rapper and a comedian, and then... Freddie Gibbs tells his funny as fuck stories about his Instagram and how he got banned and how he likes posting all these funny stories, this, that, whatever the comedian guy could make it happy. But 
you know, there's just this whole conversation like after the acting Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey thing, they sway back into fighting. They sway back into Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And I'm just like, what the fuck? They, they just spoke about fighting for the first 50 minutes of this podcast. Now they're going back to talking about fighting again. Like if you're not into boxing and MMA or wrestling, whatever the fuck, you're just going to be like me. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Of course, I know who Mike Tyson is and Roy Jones Jr. is, but I don't really know a lot of the smaller fighters that they're talking about. And even though some of the stories that they're talking about are fascinating, I don't know, man. It's like the first hour and a bit. It's like pretty much the first hour and 20 minutes is just about fighting and boxing. So if you're not into that, you might not really know what these guys are talking about but you know if you're into that you probably know what they're talking about so uh, yeah the conversation's still great but yeah joe rogan has been doing the majority of the talking and just dropping information like every time somebody says something about the ear he starts talking about the ear canal somebody says something about a certain person he's just like oh man that person blah 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 you know they talk about freddie gibbs is like yo when i was in russia and then like joe rogan goes into stalin used to starve his people to the point where parents were eating their children cannibalism and stuff and i'm just like man what the fuck is going on here like honestly like what is this Joe Rogan is a smart guy, no doubt. But yo, man, you got two other dudes in the studio. Like, let them talk a little bit, man. You know, Freddie Gibbs wants to talk about his little stories on tour, this, that, whatever, man. Let the guy fucking unleash. So I am two hours and five minutes into this podcast, and there is two hours and seven minutes left. So this is going to be part one, and I'm probably going to post part two sometime next week or the week after, whatever. I'm actually starting to put my EDC and bag channel first at the moment, so I've kind of really just been neglecting the shit out of that channel all year, but it seems to be doing the best, so I'm thinking to myself, if I actually put put some fucking effort into it and just post weekly if I post every Thursday something could happen with this channel you know I'm on the way to getting a thousand subscribers for starters so that's kind of good and doing the podcast man as much as I love it I hate chasing dudes when you hit somebody up and they cancel on you and then you hit someone else up and they're like yo we'll do it next Sunday whatever the fuck and then they cancel on you I kind of get fed up with that shit because you know, this isn't just about me. This isn't just about my podcast. This is about you talking about your shit. This is a great way to advertise what you're doing. Like, Musty spoke to over 700 people on his podcast. His podcast listening time is at 80 plus percent, and he fucking had over 700 listens. So it's amazing advertising for you. So if you don't want to advertise your shit and i got to chase you, man, I just ain't down for that. Even with Wolsey, man, Wolsey was just all in from the get-go he was just like yo let me deal with this dmc shit and then i'll come on the show and we'll do the thing man his fucking episodes are absolutely amazing if you guys haven't peeped because i think the first episodes got over a hundred listens 110 something listens and then the second one's kind of at 85 or something so that means that there's probably about 20 or 30 people that haven't peeped the second part i actually think the second part is better than the first part but you know, I'd listen to the whole story myself just because Wolsey talks about turntablism. And I know that that's kind of like dead compared to where it was 20 years ago, but I kind of feel like this is the start 
of it all over again. You know, it stopped in Australia and then it started. Like him telling this story of the industry or where it's at at the moment is absolutely, it's really fascinating, man. So if you guys haven't heard the Wolsey podcast, do yourselves a favor. Don't listen to that shit because of me. Listen to it on a DJ level or for the DJ and turntablism scene because he explains things so well on that episode and straight up. So much respect to that kid. I digress a little bit. Podcasts are just an amazing way to communicate and I feel like when you have certain people in your studio... It's up to you as the host where you want the podcast to go. Obviously, I'd rather just have a conversation with someone than have the interview and have an interview. But at the same time, I also want to make the conversation more about what the person is doing, how they feel about certain things, whatever they want to talk about, I'll let them talk about that and I'll kind of like guide it as best that I can or whatever man just cut loose speaking of Wolsey he literally just did his own thing I just sat there and I was like yo let's talk about this turntablism shit and he spoke about it and I think he really told an amazing story so yeah not really sure about this I don't know if I'm if I'm looking at it in a way where I'm being negative, because that's not really what I want to do either. I feel like with the Kanye podcast, I was going to do a part two to that, but there was part of me that just couldn't listen to Kanye talk for another hour and a half. I just didn't have it in me and part two never came about. I was looking at it a few weeks ago and I was like, fuck no, there's no way I'm dipping my finger back into that cesspool. Fuck that shit. I hope he gets better, man. I really do. He said that he doesn't take his medication. Um, maybe he should take it in smaller doses. So he can focus in one direction instead of just being all over the place. But yeah, I would have really have loved. I mean, Joe Rogan lives in Texas now. Uh, the other two lads live in LA, so they've started talking about that two hours in. I think that with what's happening in the world right now, you'd think that Joe Rogan would want to get Freddie Gibbs's perspective, maybe a comedian's perspective on LA and COVID and lockdowns, maybe get a laugh or two going. But yeah, the first two hours, man, really disappointed with this. Joe Rogan's talking a little bit too much. And Freddie, man, I'm dying to hear some stories from the dude. Like, it's funny, man, because every time that he's kind of started to open up, just Joe Rogan just shuts him down and he takes him in some weird fucked up direction where they're talking about losing weight for roles and this guy Shayla Booth got a real tattoo for some movie and the boxing and this that man like it's 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 horrible man crack pipes and politicians in motels like locked up with other dudes and I um a little bit disappointed so I hope it kind of feels like it's swaying in a different direction where they're just going to start talking about politics what's happening in LA with the lockdowns money tax why Joe Rogan moved to Texas, the politics of Joe Biden and Trump, the whole thing that they're trying to talk about. The funniest thing is, and this is exactly how I feel as well, Joe Rogan just said, he goes, all right, now we got Trump out, but now we got this other moron in office and they just let him go. He just says these wild things. 
he's just like this senile guy that shouldn't be on TV or spitting game on a microphone at all. That's kind of interesting to me as well because I've been feeling they've essentially just replaced one loose cannon with another. Nobody's really challenging Joe. They're just like, well, the president is a moron now and uh, I'd be interested in seeing what's going to happen if he did step down and Camilla Harris stepped in. They did say something that was really disturbing and I've kind of been paying a lot of attention to this as well lately in California or I don't know if they just said in California or Los Angeles there's 120,000 people who are homeless. I know that San Francisco has a huge huge homeless problem and well let me just look this up actually uh homelessness homeless people in california okay so it was california that we're talking about 129,000 people who are homeless it's so funny nancy pelosi is hell bent on i guess this is what they're going to start talking about because it seems like they're going in that direction let's hope they don't go back to fucking mma fighting so Nancy Pelosi is so determined to impeach Donald Trump that she's not really paying attention to what's going on in her jurisdiction, which is like San Francisco, where the homeless problem is, it's crazy to see it. They're just, everybody's out in the streets. It's like tents and open market drug dealing. And what the fuck? Like the tech industry is kind of moving down to Miami, which is another thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they were just saying that Andrew Schultz was down in Miami and he said that if you do wear a mask down there that people look at you weird and they look at you like you're a pussy, which is absolutely amazing. This whole mask bullshit is bullshit to me and I'm not going to be silent about it. Wearing a mask will not stop you from getting COVID if you come in contact with somebody who has COVID. But the chances of you coming in contact with somebody that has COVID here in Australia are very very slim. So this whole mask wearing shit is fucking ridiculous. I saw an article the other day that was talking about masks aren't going to protect you from COVID, but it's more about kind of like a unity thing. So why the fuck am I wearing a mask? Like, so somebody else can feel safe about what? Like it's a unity thing? Like we all have masks on? Can't we all just unite without a mask on? Especially in Australia, like there are no cases of COVID anywhere. So um, it's uh, crazy, crazy times. I think that Nancy Pelosi should definitely be concentrating on her own little turf instead of trying to impeach Donald Trump. The, the guy's out of office, man. Seriously, I'm going to leave that shit there. But yo, man, that's this half of the podcast. I don't really know what else to say about it, except I hope that it gets a little bit more juicy. I hope that it gets a little bit more entertaining. I don't really like this whole format where they have somebody in a room to get you into the podcast, to listen to the podcast. You know, Freddie Gibbs gets me into listening to Joe Rogan. Getting somebody else in for the podcast might not get me to listen to the podcast, but when you have somebody like Freddie Gibbs and Brian Moses, who's a famous comedian, um, that gets me in the door. And if you're going to have these real... Uh, loose conversations which aren't really about anything that you could have with anybody what's the fucking point <laughs> you know what i mean like let's hear about what's going on in these two dudes lives i want to hear about freddie gibbs stories every time he starts talking about fucking some bitch or some crazy story Joe Rogan swings the other way. It's like he doesn't want to have that on his show. He doesn't want to have somebody. Well, why the fuck did you have him on the show? 
Yo, this is part one of two. Definitely will be doing a part two on this one because I think that they're about to go into some interesting conversation. Let's hope, fingers crossed. I really, really appreciate all the support lately. It's been absolutely fucking amazing. I don't ask much from you guys but if you want to rate this podcast rate it you know give me some constructive criticism i know a lot of people hit me up over on instagram at the drizzlax page but yeah i really would appreciate if you guys just took the time took a minute just to rate it and just maybe leave a comment all that stuff really is important so more people can hear this podcast I feel like I'm settling in a little bit more. I'm definitely starting to learn how to do this a little bit better. I have been watching other people and trying to see what works and what doesn't. It really does amaze me that some podcasters are getting the numbers that they're getting straight out the gate. They're getting thousands of listens and some people are getting in the 10,000s of listens and they're already making money off their channels which isn't really something that i give two fucks about i did start a patreon page where i was thinking about posting more podcasts but i don't think anybody would pay like five dollars or one dollar or two dollars to listen to me talk shit do more of these I don't really know if that's something that you guys would be interested in if there was a patreon page where I posted more content if somebody would listen to more of my content. Um, a lot of the stuff that I use to make these podcasts is expensive. Um, a lot of the people that come in when I have to do research and, and buying their albums and it all costs money. So every time that I do a podcast, it does cost me money. don't know if I want to take it in that direction. Maybe we'll leave it for a year or so and see how it goes. But if you're maybe interested in more of my content and more podcasts and you would be willing to pay $2 or $5 on Patreon, let me know. Maybe I'll start loading some stuff up over there as well. So yeah, man, spin your boy, Big Drizzlax. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you guys for all the support. I copped the miles ago, 45s the other day, the splatter and the white vinyl. I'm really looking forward to getting those. I hope you guys cop those 45s also. And I think there's still the white ones and the black ones left on the site. So if you haven't got it yet, I'd get that shit because West Side Gun, Conway, Trem, um, those 45s in a couple of years time, two, three, four years time, they're the ones that you see on Discogs for like 120 to 150 bucks each. So don't be sleeping on that shit. Support the dude, support Terminal Buzz up in Queensland. He's doing an amazing job. I think he did an amazing job with the first series and this new series is going to be dope as well. So yeah, I'm leaving it there. I'm out. It's your boy, Big Driz. Peace.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me tell you a quick little story about what I had at this motherfucking cafe just a hour or so ago. Had two pieces of fucking brown toast with some guacamole type shit on top, avocado. Smashed the fucking smithereens, doused in lemon and pepper. Ooh, wee. And when I say toast, brown toast, I ain't talking about that square shit, that whack fucking dough shit. I'm talking about some bakery type, primo slices type shit. Shaped like a fucking Aussie football. On top of the guacamole, we had a mad thick fucking piece of feta. Dripping in olive oil and shit. Oh, wait. We had one poached egg, which was kind of strange. Because usually at a breakfast you get two motherfucking poached eggs. I think the chef might have eaten the other one. But that shit was cooked to perfection. You fucking cut it open, starts dripping and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. And then in a little bowl to the side, we had uh, cherry tomatoes cut up doused in lemon juice and a bit of oil and next to that we had bacon it was one of the best breakfasts of my life that breakfast there was absolutely amazing smash the shit out of it i'm on holidays you gotta treat yourself sometimes a river date you bitch ass motherfuckers keep your head on a swivel it's been your boy driz